Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday the 4th of June 2023. The point of all art. Yes. Yes, yes. The point of all art is to capture something. Nearly, nearly. You're feeling better today? Yeah, and now it got away from me. I've disturbed you. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Your picture? No, you destroyed it. Yes, you ruined it. I'm sorry. Once a line is crossed, once beauty is destroyed, it cannot be repaired. Good day to you! That's right, you over there. I'm Benji Clifford. He's allegedly Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. In a moment, Benji and I will be talking about Big Finishers for the love of running, as a whole team of our valued friends and colleagues will be participating in a 10-kilometer charity run in support of cancer research. Brilliant. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guide, known to some as the Good Review Guide, reviewing the reviews for Tortured One Nightmares, featuring Tracy Ann Oberman as Yvonne Hartman and Gareth David Lloyd as Yanto Jones. Bad news, Tortured are going to be destroyed. Then we go behind the scenes with the latest War Master release starring Derek Jacobi in a box set entitled Solitary Confinement, and we focus on the episode The Walls of Absence by James Goss. And Warmaster Solitary Confinement is released this Tuesday, the 6th of June. I'll tell you something truly beautiful. Following that, it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Words electronically communicated to us through the wonder of the internet. Oh, wonderful. Then we, well, we speak them out loud for you all to hear. Oh. It's a modern marvel. Well, that's incredible. Um, yeah. In our also available segment this week, there's more from Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, this time with a dramatisation of what eventually was rewritten into the classic Tom Baker story, The Ark in Space by Robert Holmes. We go behind the scenes with The Ark by John Lucarotti, adapted by Johnny Morris, and it's released this Thursday, the 8th of June. I'm Jonathan Morris, and I adapted Doctor Who and the Ark. Then the Randomoids Electrotron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount beautifully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. No news on what it is yet, but here's a clue. Slight tilting axis suggests a spaceship. And finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease, and this week it's The Walls of Absence by James Goss from the Warmaster Solitary Confinement. I picked this gallery because we wouldn't be disturbed. Because this painting is awful. No one bothers with it. It's a waste of space. But I... I rather like it. Painted by the husband of the perjurer who endowed this wing. That's the only reason it's hung. I see. And what's it of? Uh... Well... So, mm. here are the details of that charity run I mentioned earlier. Do you, you remember that, Benji? It was a mere few seconds ago. Oh, it felt like a lifetime. Uh, It's from uh, esteemed and much-loved writer and script editor Matt Fitton. He says, the runners are John Dorney, (gasps) Matt Fitton, Lizzie Hopley, incredible, Lisa McMullen, Andrew Smith, Alfie Shaw, and Rob Valentine. I ran out of noises, sorry. I don't know what's going on. What should I do for Rob? Anyway, um, on the 10th of June, uh, what day is the 10th of June, by the way? Uh, very good question. Let me find out for you. Yes, he's uh, up to the minute information from Benji Clifford. That's SOS. I just did that. No, it's not that one. It's Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, the 10th of June. Matt says we're running a 10 kilometer thingy at Dorney Lake. 
appropriately enough. It's actually called Dorney Lake. I've Dorney always thought of John Dorney as a vast area of liquid. Uh, and it's near Windsor in aid of cancer research. Now, as you know, says Matt, many of us have seen our lives touched by this disease. We are running in memory of our loved ones lost to cancer and in support of those still living with it. So this is a cause close to our hearts and, and ours too, Matt. Um, we all have different levels of running experience, from marathons to none at all, and have been supporting each other through training, all while listening to Big Finish, of course. I think they should do a blog saying which ones they listened to. Uh, Lisa, I'm sure John was listening to his ones. Uh, Lisa spurred us all into action and set up the donation page at uh, fundraise.cancerresearchuk.org slash page slash big hyphen finishers hyphen for hyphen the hyphen love hyphen of hyphen running see what they did there listen i'm going to put all these details in the data uh, connected to the podcast so you better find it there and don't worry about my rubbish um reading out of that uh, matt also says it may be simpler to seek out our individual social media uh, i have the link pinned to the top of my twitter uh, at mattief that's at m-a-t-t-i-e-f uh, twitter you may have heard of twitter <laughs> that 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 little bird. Anyway, that's brilliant, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, I think it's fantastic. it's fantastic they're doing this. Have you have you seen all the sweaty pictures of the training? Yes, I have. Well, it's a huge undertaking, isn't it? Training for a marathon. Um and so, you know, to have everybody have the big finish writers and producers there um doing a run is lovely. It is brilliant, isn't it? Well done. And you know, our hearts and minds are with you all. You're fantastic. And this. also, the, you know, the tenth of uh, the tenth of June um, is also um, National Egg Roll Day, according oh. to this website. Um, <laughs> National Herbs and Spices Day. Oh, with an egg well, roll with herbs and spices. Well, get this, and you can wash it down with gin because it's World Gin and World National Rose Day oh and my. Iced Tea Day oh, and wow. Worldwide this... Knit in Public Day Come and on. World World Doll Day. <laughs> There's two more. Oh, national, national. This, the, this is for all your accountants out there. Yes. Uh, national ballpoint pen day. Oh, no. um, and um, and the, the, uh, for any anybody there who, who works, uh, he likes the macabre. It's National Love Your Burial Ground Week. Um, well, I expect how that's bizarre. how some of them will be feeling at the end of the 10k run. <laughs> um, yes, but. But I'm counting on John Dorney eating a big egg sandwich with big herbs egg and sandwich spices. washed down with a, with some herbs and spices, a <laughs> gin, a rosé, an iced tea, hugging a doll whilst knitting and writing uh, his autograph using a ballpoint pen. Yeah, so I do go along to uh, <laughs> uh, Dorney Lake near Windsor on June the 10th to see uh, all of them. And I'm sure that John Dorney will be very happy to sign his autograph on your face. But but <laughs> if but if it's but if it's with uh, any any pen other than a ballpoint pen, yeah, well, actively is, refuse it because yeah, well, it's, you know it is it's, national ballpoint ball pen, pen day. Yeah, no, but it is a, it's a superb effort, and I feel um, you know slightly guilty that I'm too old and fat and unhealthy to do the running myself. Um, but thanks, folks. Um, uh, not to virtue signal, but you know, ever, ever since my dad died of cancer, uh, just, a couple of decades ago now, uh, I have I have been contributing money to cancer research. So I feel that kind of lets me off the hook. I don't, maybe not. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, Was that you the know, right thing to say? I think it's it, it touches all of us. You know, my my dad um, last year um, had myeloma. Um, something that he's going to have to be going through for the rest of his life and you know he had stem cell treatment and all of that um, but the you know one thing when you do go through it you realize that you know that the nurses and the doctors and and just the service you get is phenomenal it yeah. really is it's incredible uh, and the work know. that cancer research do I mean they've made so much progress and they really do feel there's a good chance that there will be proper cures for cancer, you know, within our lifetimes, which is which is brilliant, I think. There Obviously, we go. So follow, you don't follow need me those to links, say that. <laughs> grab them all on, on social media, cheer them on at the lake and have an egg roll to celebrate their victories. Yeah, they got a lot of sponsorship, but yeah, more please would be great. 
Uh, just before we move on, I want to mention this week's The Ark, which I worked on. Mm. I have to say that I hope you can't detect it, but I felt uh, overdramatically and particularly dwarfed by the previous subject we're talking about. But I felt like it was going to kill me, that production. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, for one reason or another, no one's fault, just circumstances. The sound design got delivered to me very late. Uh, and and in a form that was not as malleable as usual. And so it was, you know, when you're doing creative work, Benji and I have spoken about this, you kind of need to, and like with any work really, like people have coffee breaks and so on, you need to have a break. You need to just, you know, I'm just, just talking 10 minutes, half an hour or something. Just go, where am I with this? With, with the arc, doing the music for it, it was so late and I had to work so hard I, I had no time and I was having to work way into the evening and it just um, it just drained all my reserves and as I keep going on about, I am 61 and I just uh, you know when you get to a certain age you suddenly realise you just can't you can't work as hard as you know you could when you're in your 20s and 30s even your 40s and possibly 50s you can sort of do those all-nighters where you just work insanely hard and you just need a little bit of catch-up sleep to get over it well it left me like a, a shell of a man I know it's not a proper job like you know digging coal out of the ground or doing something proper it's only making funny noises with the synthesizers but it's, but it's, but it's hard though because you're still you're still being creative and as I've said before creativity is not something that you can just turn on you know, there are days but where you, you have go, to, as I think, as a professional, that's what you're required to do in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you have feel to, like you your have nose to just is being it. held to a grindstone, and it's it's grinding through to the bone. You know, to take the. But I, but too I would far. I would say though at the same time that these situations sometimes bring out the best the best in stuff. And you know, and as I said to you, um, as somebody who's very uh, critical and loves loves the past and loves the details of composition and, and music history, I really believe that this is some of you know the best Dudley Simpson esque music um, that I've heard, and certainly you know that you produced. Oh, I think it's really oh, thank you. That's I think nice it's really saying. captures the feel so wonderfully, and you know. When you're, so I haven't when you mucked listen, it up, is what you're saying. No, well, I think it, you know, and it goes out to everybody. You know, listening to it, I mean, I got the, you know, I had the job of mastering it, so it's a wonderful job. You get to listen to it, uh, and it's your job to listen to it, which is really nice. I really um, loved it. I thought it was, um, you know, as I think I've said before, we've all fallen into this sort of strange belief that John Lucarotti's original script for the art was a load of rubbish, uh, because he sort of more or less intimated that in some interviews he did but or what he said made people believe that of it and actually it, it's not i don't think it's as great a piece of work as the ark in space uh, as a script but uh i think robert holmes had the benefit of taking a script that had already been written and working out what he did and didn't like about it and extrapolating from that to create something which is has some similar aspects to it like it's set on a space station for example and there's a character called Noah but it's a completely different piece of work um, but this is this is fascinating and beautifully done I must give a shout out to Mark Hendrick who did the sound design who's created some beautiful atmospheres also I'd like to thank you know you say about my music uh, uh, Toby Hritzek Robinson has helped me with uh, some of the synthesizer plugins and if it weren't for him you know, I don't think I would have got some of those more authentic sounds. So big thank you to him as well. I can say that. He's he's very modest and he won't like me saying it, but he never listens to the podcast. So, <laughs> so Toby, matter, you're yeah. brilliant and I love you. Yeah, lovely man, lovely. And I think, you know, what's nice about this is you get the full production, you know, with, with, with these scripts. We've got all the scripts there, so we're able to do the whole thing. You know, whereas when you've got you know Daleks Genesis of Evil we we only had that first script that's that, all there that, was first episode yes. that's all yeah. we had so we, we that's why we did would, that folks in case you're wondering why we didn't let you have the other episodes they don't exist <laughs> so we could only present that and, and I think it would be wrong I think it would be wrong to to you know write the rest of it based on the idea of that first script it would just be a point and those venture. synopses as well because it's largely the same it's just slightly a different order 
and you would have been you would have turned it into something else really i don't it, yeah. you couldn't say it was lost you you'd just say it's somebody's imagined imagination imagined vision of what it could be whereas this is very much it's it's presented as as is on the page yeah i mean it's been adapted by uh johnny morris who's done a fantastic job on it and because it was so visual he's had to change things a little bit but it is essentially you know he has preserved the essential character of that script Hmm. well worth listening to anybody that loves that time in doctor who which is i think a lot of people it's widely regarded as one of the favorites yeah definitely Um, definitely uh, just check it out it's great and and shout out to you know everybody in it really and all the performances and the the care and the level of detail and care and love that that has gone into it um, it's really there. There are plenty of moments in that script where you smile because of the camaraderie and the connection between the various members of the cast. You know, Sadie and Chris Naylor. I have to shout out to both of them mm. because um, there's Sarah just Sarah and Harry. Yeah, Sarah and Harry. You know, and it's just they absolutely capture it. And you know, they they get they, they, they it's enough to sometimes you get goosebumps because it sounds so authentic. But just the little the little characteristics and the little one liners and the little exchanges between them both just it just gets it right. And I think it's a lovely a lovely piece of work. Ah, oh, there you are. There's a recommendation for you. There you go. Well, talking of recommendations, mm. let's see what people have been saying over at the Good Review Guide, which finds the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions and helps recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at Torchwood 1 Nightmares. Bad news, Torchwood are going to be destroyed. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood 1 Nightmares. My guest tonight is someone I've wanted on this show for a long, long time. And now we've got her cornered. She's trapped. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's make her feel warm and welcome. It's Yvonne Hartman. Something's wrong with her. The time for sneaking about is over. We're Torchwood. We dive in, get our hands dirty. Do what needs to be done, and to hell with the consequences. Yanto Jones, I'm going to need you to come with us. Eh? What's this about? We have orders to detain you. Me? For what? Betraying Torchwood. If you're watching this tape, you have no doubt noticed something is amiss. You need to trust me. It's the only way you'll survive. The only way we will survive. Ianto, how are you, marvellous? Listen, I've just woken up in a strange hotel room. Oh. I don't know where I am, but I'm lying next to someone. He's dead. Ianto, I think I may have murdered the heir to the throne. All of Torture to Matters is coming here to die. And I know who did this. Big finish for the love of stories. It's a goodbye from me, Mary, and a goodbye. Just go to bigfinish.com and type nightmares into the search pane at the top to find this one. First up, uh, whoreview.com. Um, we don't actually have the name of the No, they don't. Of this it's, one, so. They don't seem to publish a name. I've noticed these Who Review reviews. Who review, so whoever review, it is, review, review. Um, this, this one goes out to you. Who? Um, you um, Nightmares is the best tortured one set so far. A trio of very good stories with a slight dip in the middle. Blair Mowat's music is great, with particular highlights in some of the music from my guest tonight. This is potentially Scott Hancock's final outing as a director of Torchwood, last month having seen his final monthly range story. And what a box set to go out on. I hope it's short, a shorter wait before the next set of Tortured One Adventures, and the one thing I'd like to see more of next time is a story or two that makes more use of the London setting, as it was very much a presence in the first three sets. Bravo to all involved. 4.5 out of 5. Thank you, Who Review. Uh, blog to Who. Hey, guess who's reviewing for Blog to Who? He emailed you this morning, didn't he? He did. I got an email from Peter Nolan this morning. 
Uh, what did Peter Nolan say this morning? Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Hi, Nicholas. Following on from my last email, are you looking for a business loan? At Sedulo Funding Solutions, we are <laughs> experts in helping business owners. <laughs> so that's what he says. He's, uh, yes, from Sedulo Funding Solutions. His chances are, Pete, you know, Peter, he doesn't yeah. mess around. Obviously spat. Thank you, Peter. Anyway, Peter also found time to write this review of Tortured One. Um, while reviving his uh, singing and acting career. Um, <laughs> Tortured One Nightmares may be only in part the dark, twisted tale the title and cover promise, but in providing three diverse windows into the world of Tortured, they stretch the format in exciting ways, exciting ways, which allows the fantastic cast to really spread their wings. It also makes for a great entry point into the series, one which underlines one of Big Finish's greatest accomplishments in building their own distinct Tortured teams as good as any lineups from the series itself. Let's hope we visit Canary Wharf again for more soon from Yvonne, Yanto and Tommy soon. Lovely. Well, just time for a quick one here. It's oh, SciFiBulletin.com. Yes. Alastair Stewart says, Fast thriller, body horror and impressionistic nightmare. What? All in one box set and all in a day's work for Tortured One. And it's got a wicked review here. It's 10 out of 10. Well, also, you see, he never holds back. I, f I feel in the hands of a lesser reviewer, that would have been 9.9 .9 out of 10. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good 10, solid 10. On Twitter, the Stevie Grant says, literally clapped at no one, finishing Tortured One, my guest tonight from the Nightmares box set. Sad, intense, scary, brilliant, character-based sci-fi. Big finish is always a good time, but sometimes they just blow you out of the water. Stand by for action. Amazing audio. Lovely. Thank you, the Stevie Grant. Uh, next week, we take a look at more Torchwood, this time with a story entitled Infidel Places by Una McCormack, involving Queen Victoria and demons on the loose in Cambridge. Still to come on the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll be going behind the scenes with The Ark, starring Tom Baker, plus the Randomoids Electrotron, giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Top banana. But first, let's go behind the scenes with The Wall Master, Solitary Confinement, The Wall of Absence by James Goss. And Benji and I are going for a sneaky cup of tea. Mm. We're not really... Hello, my name is Scott Hancock, and I am the producer and director of The Warmaster, The Walls of Absence. I'll tell you something truly beautiful. The story of how I went mad. In this box set, we find the master in a madhouse, a sort of space insane asylum. It's, it's sort of quite classic and, and gothic. And it's just the master in a slightly broken state. He's been through some trauma and he's just found himself telling stories of his past glories because he's not quite in a fit state to conduct them himself at this point in time. And it, it gives Derek a slightly different element to play. He can be a little bit more off the leash. He can be a little bit madder whilst telling stories where he's a bit more lucid and in control, which is a joy for an actor to play in it. It's a joy to give Derek that kind of material where he can cut loose one minute and then rein it in the next. And this story from, from James Goss sort of really explores a little bit the idea of the master losing his identity and, and fighting to find it again. One must be dignified at all times, especially when performing a daring rescue at sea. Hello, my name is James Goss and I wrote The War Master, The Walls of Absence. It's always nice to get to write for The War Master. It's one of those ranges that I'm really excited has actually taken off because I remember when Scott initially suggested the idea, it was very much going to be just one box set and I think reactions to it caused everyone to go, well, we've got to have more. And it's lovely that I keep on being asked to write for him because he is such an exciting character to write for because it's the first time that Big Finish have actually told stories from a villain's point of view and have pulled off the balancing act where you root for this man whilst at the same time wanting to see him fail. The Warmaster is very much like the Derek Jacobi version of the Master and I think the last two I've written were very much complicated epics 
told across four thrilling episodes and all of the universe. And this is just one story taking place in a small chunk of space. And it's actually nice to, to tell a short, simple story. Yours is a role that elevates software engineering beyond archaeology and poetry. My, my. Did you practice that in the mirror? The idea of my story came from thinking partly about the idea that the master's brain needs fixing. I think the idea of identities is really strong in this and, and those sort of philosophical questions of what makes us who we are and is it how we respond to things in a certain situation? Is it our past that makes us who we are? Are we able to change that going forward? You know, there, there are some really interesting questions raised by this, particularly when the master meets Mendrix and played so beautifully by Sean Phillips. We've been sitting looking at it for a couple of minutes. Describe it. Is this a trick? Some test? You tell me. My name is Sean, Sean Phillips, and I have been playing Mendrix, who is a wise, cold purger of shift. And my name is Derek Jacobi, and I'm giving my master enough said. Yes, it's been wonderful. We've had a lovely day. We've had a great day. I'm sitting uh, miles away from each other. Yes. Um, but it's been, it's been fun. Yes, it's yes, been lovely. Really, they're very good scenes. Yeah. This is, this is only my second job since the, I, since the lockdown. And my first. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lovely feeling. It's a lovely feeling. Yes. And again, it's something I've had at the back of my head for a very long time, but I've always been waiting for the right parts to come along. So when this role came up, this is the one. If we're ever going to get them together, firing off one another, this is the script where we have to do it. And, you know, we've been very lucky that Sean's come in previously and done stuff for me on Tortured or the new adventures of Bernie Summerfield and things like that. But I was so happy when she said she was free and able to come and do this. And even better that she and Derek were able to spend time in the same studio and uh, play it live together rather than having to do it remotely. It, it's just a joy. It, it really was a fun, fun day to spend time with them both. I found it uh, a difficult read um, on the first read. Oh, yes, it was difficult. The first, the, mine came before yours did. My, my yeah. end was, was uh, very quick. And um, so I, I, I understood what had happened. I found it very touching, actually. Yes. From my point of view, it was touching. Yes, it was nice for the master um, to show his uh, sentimental side. Mm. But so mean. Just go to bigfinish.com and type solitary confinement in the search pane at the top to find this one. Released this Tuesday, the 4th of June. And don't forget, you can hear a free 15-minute drama tease of the Walsh Drama cheese. <laughs> A fifty-minute drama cheese, uh, starring Derek Jacobi. At the end of this podcast, I mentioned a cup of tea earlier because I was watching BBC Breakfast this morning, and the uh, the BBC Southwest local presenter said, uh, "I'll see you again at eight o'clock uh, after I've had a cheeky cup of tea." <laughs> <laughs> well, can you blame him? Quite frankly, I thought, well, it doesn't it doesn't have to be cheeky? I said sneaky, but anyway. Well, I mean, it can't be very cheeky if if he's just announced it to the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a she, by the way. I can't remember oh, her name. Oh, I'll so find sorry. out for next time, all right? Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell Ian Meadows next time and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's, anyway, meanwhile, yeah, yeah. it's time for something, Nick. What's it time for? <gasps> Listeners' emails. That's right. You don't need a drama cheese or a cheeky cup of tea to, to email in, but it helps. You know, it could be quite nice. Couldn't yeah. it? have a little little bit of cheese, a cup of tea, present of crisps, perhaps. Mm. Uh, you know, get your typewriter up and send us an email to podcast at bigfinish.com and it might get read out. That's what George Hewitt uh, certainly did with a, a cheeky. I hope it was. A, I hope there's a present of crisps there. Mm. Um, my my latest theory on crisps is that. Um, Cheese and onion tastes better from own brands rather than Walkers. Uh, I just find that if you buy if you buy like a you know Tesco's own, Waitrose's own, Sainsbury's own cheese and onion, they just always taste nicer than other cheese and onions. Treading on difficult territory there, Benji. Move on. Okay, dear Nick <laughs> and Benji, <laughs> hope you're both well. 
Um, I believe yeah, okay. uh, exactly what Benji is saying is right about cheese and onion crisps. I'm um, a long cheese and onion crisp seat. That's not, that that's is not. a bogus fabrication. That <laughs> withdraw that statement. Um, I just wanted to offer something. Yes. Some cheese and onion. No. Um, a number <laughs> yeah, of times now, people have written into the podcast to ask about interviews, behind the scenes creatives, yeah. sound designers, composers, etc. Uh, also, you've recently been having guests on the podcast. Uh, Tim uh, Kagore. <laughs> Tell's got a joke. What did he call himself? Is it Tim Kigali? Tim Trelaw? Um, Trevor Trelaw? Trev? Um, Tim Trelaw? Uh, Brian? Um, Jonathan Carley? It's just Jonathan Carley. Uh, and others. Uh, as others? such, I have a proposal. Oh, we had Colin Baker in. We had Stephen Noonan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I've forgotten. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I write reviews and interviews for whoreview.com. <gasps> we might have we might have discovered who yeah. did the was that was that you? Was that you George? Let us know if you did the review early up there. Um wow. Incredible. Uh, and recently I spoke to cover artists Carrie Tankersley and Sean Longmore. Brilliant about their work for Big Finish. Neither of these interviews are yet up on the website, so I was wondering if you'd be interested in using some of them for a podcast feature. Yeah. Although recorded separately, I would be more than happy, with permission of Sean and Kerry, to edit together a short montage of Ooh. questions from the interviews and send this to you to feature in a podcast ahead of publishing them online. Well, I mean... Uh not so much interested in the questions. I'd like to hear the answers. <laughs> Just be George asking questions, but no answers. <laughs> so where'd you get your ideas from? Great. Okay, moving on to the next one. Um, <laughs> what what flavour crisp do you like? And do you think it should be the own brand or Walker's? Obviously. No, there should be an answer for that one. It's, 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 it's an absolutely valid question. Um, continuing here, George says... Lunchtime. Oh, tell me about it. Um, I understand this is something of a reach. Uh, I'm not sure how interested you'd be in this, but I thought I'd offer it anyway, just in case. Have a good week. All the best, George Hewitt. George, I see you sent this a little while ago, didn't you? I absolutely thought that was a good idea, so please send it in. Absolutely. Send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. Um, someone was meant to get in touch with you, but I think there was a sort of confusion about, I think, Someone went on holiday and someone else was meant to do it and they didn't, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, George. Anyway, I'm, I'm up for that. Totally up for that. And, and talking of up, next up, uh, Martin Van Geffen. Now, Martin spelt with two A's and at the end of the email, he says, good luck pronouncing this Dutch name. So, <laughs> so Martin, I've probably messed it up. So sorry. Anyway, listeners email questions. Hi, Nick. Hi, Benji. Hi, potential guest who I undoubtedly am a fan of. No one this week. Sorry. Uh, firstly, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas in advance. Well, thank you. Thank you for getting that in early. Well, uh, you know, every yeah. little helps. Uh, secondly, I want to thank you for the lovely tribute to Murray Melvin. I very much look forward to being allowed to listen to him again in Tortured Among Us Volume 2. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And uh, it was great to get quotes from people talking about uh, Murray as well. Uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you guys about the rights for the TV movie. Oh, for goodness sake, do you think I'm a lawyer or something? Uh, seven and eight are probably my favourite doctors, but then again, it changes about every one, once every month. Fair dues. And I'm quite sad that Big Finish can't use the images from the TV movie anymore due to fear of being sued. Well, it's not quite that raw, but, you know, there is a, a an issue about worldwide distribution or something of the title. Uh, now that the TV show is partly funded and produced by Disney, will this mean that the rights for the TV, TV movie stuff can be used again? Uh, could we see Grace return in, big, in a big Finnish audio? Will we have a seven box set of his last days with that lovely TV movie costume on the cover? I think that has actually featured mm. on the cover before now, but we won't go into that. In any case, I'm wondering if the situation regarding this has changed and if you're maybe, you've maybe asked Russell T. Davis or anyone at Bad Wolf who work with Disney about this. Yeah, yeah, because they're not busy. They, they, they need <laughs> us to be asking them questions like that. Um, can of worms, I think, but um, and, and not as simple as you'd think. But um, I'd, I'd be looking out for any progress on that, but I'm not going to hassle anyone, if that's all right, Martin. Uh, and you know, as you say, good luck with pronouncing your name. But thank you for saying kind regards. Anyway, <laughs> we like a kind regards. Thank and you. finally, Z Alpha uh, messaged in about Daleks' Better Genesis of Stuart. Terror. Yeah. Stuart, yeah, there we go. Yes, it does say there. You're right. You're correct. I typed that in. Uh, 
Uh, I see. Yes, yes, quite. Um, hi again, Nick, and you too, Benji. Hi there. Um, hi there. Just wanted to give a shout out for this amazing release. It was like getting to hear Genesis of the Daleks, but different. But different. Nick's narration via the stage directions, even though I did miss not hearing his brilliant Dalek voices, made this a pleasure to listen to, and I hope other listeners choose to get a copy too. I especially loved Christopher Naylor's portrayal of Harry. Harry. Uh, I hope we get to hear more of it, and I can't wait for the upcoming ARC release to complete the trilogy. Are there, uh, by chance, any plans to release any more of the line? Perhaps Pyramids of Mars? Uh, if only because any excuse to get G Gabriel Wolfe's perfectly sinister and silky Sutek voice is always a good thing. Uh, regardless, hope you're all keeping well, and I can't wait for what comes next. Kindest regards, as always, Stuart. P.S. Can you drop any info on the upcoming long-awaited Second Doctor Adventures Volume 2 set? The year-long cliffhanger we were left with, uh, with uh, has been quite the ordeal. Not to be confused with the Doctor Who episode called The Ordeal. Oh, yeah. Which episode was that? It's in, in the Daleks, wasn't it? It was in the Daleks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so, uh, uh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, sorry. Uh, Daleks, Genesis of Terror. And you sound like you've never heard Chris Naylor as Harry before. He's done loads for us. Yeah, yeah. big Harry And man. loads more to come. So, yeah, you'll be all right there. I don't think we've got any plans to do the original Pyramids of Mars. Although that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, I don't know whether that script exists. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Somebody look in a ca filing cabinet and find out, please. And the second Doctor Adventures, we have recorded some more. And there's more. And they're coming out in July, hopefully. Um, it was quite a quick turnaround between recording and release, and I'm I'm still listening to sound design edits almost as we speak. Obviously, I'm not doing it at the same time because I'd be even worse at reading stuff out than I am now if I was actually listening to sound design. For the <laughs> just at the same time. Yeah, yeah, hold on, but, just uh, speaking uh, over it. Uh, Everything's uh, like this because uh, you're listening uh, at the same time. Uh, it's like when you've got... Um, an echo on the line and you chime in Tom you're trying to talk like but your voice is coming <laughs> in the back at you all the time it's just terrible uh, anyway uh, so yeah I, I think there'll be more cliffhangers in store for you in the second Doctor Adventures let's put it that way yeah well, and as you've seen possibly from the recent uh, press release uh, uh, Fraser Hines is joining as Jamie um, that, which was hinted at in the third Doctor Adventure, The Annihilators, the sort of a crossover there. So just you have to buy all those as well. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week's email. I realised I sounded really smug then. I, I could go back and edit it out, but I'm just apologising no, I liked now. it. It's good. Uh, Keep it we in. We look forward very much to reading more emails next week. Thank you. As always, Randomoid Selectron is gearing up at this very moment, preparing to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Yay! And remember, we'll also be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of the Warmaster Solitary Confinement. But first, let's go behind the scenes with Doctor Who The Ark, starring Tom Baker. And Benji and I are just going to go for uh, a cheeky cup of um, chai. <laughs> Cheeky cheese and chive. I'm Simon Garrier and I'm the producer of Doctor Who and the Ark. Where are we, Doctor? Exactly where I'd hoped we'd be, Sarah. In Noah's Ark! I thought this script was really interesting. Uh, I had heard of it. I had heard tell that the original draft of the Ark in Space was odd. Um, and involved buttercups and involved mushrooms and involved puffballs. Uh, in fact, I had put those into a book I worked on, uh, Who Graphica, a few years ago, because I thought that was so extraordinary. But I didn't think the script existed. So when Richard Bignall, the great Doctor Who archaeologist, turned up the original scripts, that was very exciting. Then uh, once the rights had been agreed with the estate of John Lucarotti, the writer, it was very tantalising prospects of actually making it because it's all there. The, 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 the scripts were all there in full. The characters are all there in full. But as you read it, it's not the story you think you know. The Doctor is not the Doctor. Uh, I thought that was really noticeable, that it's not 
the Doctor as we know him as played by Tom Baker. It's not written that way. He's a he's a very different character. Um, Sarah and Harry are are more or less where they are on screen, but it's still very different. Um, and the story is just very, very peculiar. Um, and I thought it wouldn't be very good. That I must be honest. Um, that was the impression I got. But there's loads that's really memorable and interesting and remarkable in it. I still can't see anything. Um, where did you see it, Harry? It's over there in the corner, behind those boxes. Crouch down and you'll see it. Ah, oh, well, if you say so. Ah, 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 I see it. I'm Jonathan Morris, and I adapted Doctor Who and the Ark. I had to make the story work for audio without any sort of narration. So all the visual elements of the story, all the action, all the locations, everything had to be carried by the dialogue and through the sound effects, which also meant occasionally shifting things around so that things would be clear on audio. Uh, for instance, um, making sure that all the people present in a scene say something fairly early on so the listener knows they're in the room. On the television, you, you know, Sarah wouldn't need to say something for you to know she was in the room because you'd see her you know, in the back of the shot. But um, but on audio, she has to have a line so you know that she's there. So it's, it's things like that. It's more of a, a technical exercise. The other thing was um, just to sort of simulate the process that the script would have gone through if it had been put on television, where the cast and the director would have taken the script into rehearsals and just sort of, you know, loosened it up a bit, um, made it a bit more fluent. So if there was a line that I thought was a bit you know, awkward, and um, I thought, well, Tom Baker, Liz Slade and Lily Inamata, they would have they would have tweaked that line during rehearsals, not altering the meaning of the line, but just sort of just sort of finessing lines to make them a bit more fluent, a bit more um, easier to say, and make the dialogue more of a back and forth, and to make things clearer. But obviously, the whole point of this exercises so, so that people can listen to the original script so um whenever there, i was in any doubt i was going no try and keep it as close to the original script as possible that was always you know of paramount um concern oh my word what is it looks like a floating football that's not a football harry that's a head a disembodied head oh it was very interesting recording this with Tom Baker, uh, who had insights into what he liked, what he didn't like, what he would have objected to at the time about the way his character was, uh, what, how it's written, how how he could play it. So all of this I, I just find fascinating. Hello, I'm the Doctor, and these are my friends, Sarah and Harry. You are an un necessary presence. <laughs> That's not ready for you to say. My name is Samuel Clemens and I'm the director of this episode of The Lost Stories, Doctor Who and the Ark. I think what, what um, Simon was saying about it, feeling like it, it was written maybe for a, possibly a William Hartnell Doctor and because it's a slightly older Doctor, slightly more wizened, knows knows exactly what, what he's doing. It's sort of it's very interesting coming back and doing it with Tom, who is obviously a little bit older uh, and a little bit wiser. But, um, you know, it, it really felt like a, you know, fitting, hand-fitting a glove type scenario. It really sort of uh, slotted together. And um, it's just a, such a privilege because obviously my, my father was a writer and um, and I have lots of things that, that, that we found in the archive of, of bits that haven't been done or, you know, little things that might might make something into a nice story or whatever it's television or audio or whatever and so to to see one taken from a sort of an idea all the way through to a final production is is really quite a privilege and, and um, incredibly enjoyable don't worry don't worry i shall be on my guard i think i may have always on that line don't <laughs> don't worry <laughs> don't worry i shall be on my guard Yes, I thought the doctor was going to burst into a song, into a musical number there. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, the thing is, I'm much more bold when I'm in pyjamas. And remember to go to bigfinish.com and type the arc into the search pane at the top to find this one and that's out on thursday the 8th of june this week what day is that going to be let's find out i've just said 8th thursday of june national day oh i see 
I, I just I people people always like it when we talk about the national days, National Perfect. Oceans Day, National Best Friends Day, National Beef Jerky Day, <laughs> National Farm Workers Day, good, National Upsy Daisy Day, and it's still National Love Your Burial Ground Day. Um, what? Very, oh, and it's Upsy also da- nas- Up- National Name Your Poison Day. <laughs> Upsy Daisy Day. What's Upsy Daisy? Is that that character from In the Night Garden that Derek Jacobi did the voice for? It says here, National Upsy Daisy Day. Make a conscious effort to turn your usual grumpy mornings around by greeting the new day with warmth, hope, cheer, and at least a little enthusiasm. Oh, shut up. No, no, don't want any of that. None of that. None of that. I want my coffee black and my my mood equally as black. Um, Right. It's time for, Nick, what is it time for? The Randomoid Selectathon, oh. where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25 5 and a skibbity-boo, a skibbity-bay. Uh, <laughs> 25% discount on it. The random selection that I mentioned some minutes ago when I tried to read this the first time. What have you got? We've got uh, Doctor Who Trial of the Valyard. Oh, brilliant trial yeah. of the Valyard. Which is strange because it was released in 2014, but it really feels like it was released recently. It feels like it was in my my mind, but it wasn't at all. Here's the trailer. Slight tilting axis suggests a spaceship. Or a space station. In orbit around a larger... No, no, no! This is an outrage. Greetings, Doctor. Madam Inquisitor, I protest. Frequently, yes. But he's me. A future version of me. Are you telling me that the Time Lords revisited their own time stream and rewrote the law? Recorders, delete that last section of transcript. Doctor, compose yourself. He's either a future version of me or he's something else. Doctor, we meet again. Yeah, this is a lovely one by Alan Barnes and Mike Maddox. I remember them. And and Linda Bellingham, uh, greatly missed. uh, Brilliant actor playing the Inquisitor. Uh, I know she entertained everyone during the recording with the most outrageous stories, none of which (laughs) can be repeated here because I think... Everyone would be genuinely traumatised. <laughs> but yeah, she was great fun. Uh, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Um, while I email Jackie Emery, content manager at Big Finish, to inform her of our random selection uh, so that she can set the offer live on the bigfinish.com website, it says here, Benji, could you formally impart the know-how for listeners to get their 25% discount? Well, it would be a delicious pleasure to do so. Yes, it's perfectly clear. Head to bigfinish.com. That is a website, you know. Uh, Head there and go to the podcasts page. Once you're on the podcast page, uh, make sure to click read more. That's uh, for all of you that can read, of course. Uh, And then head into the blurb and it should say, uh, press here and enter the code. Buck up. That's B-U-C-K-U-P. Enter the code and you will get your discount. 25%, no less. No more, no less. We'll give you more. No, 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 no. Who do you think we are? Sorry, I've just... You caught me out. I haven't quite finished writing to Jackie. Well, that's just... just, What a disgrace. Just, uh... I'll say, hello! Here it is. Cut and paste. I thank you. Good-o. Well, that's that sent. Good, good. Housekeeping all done. Nice one, Ran. Next week's podcast, uh, which is released on the 11th of June, Sunday the 11th of June, is called The Artist at the End of Time, uh, because it's mostly about the latest once and future release, The Artist at the End of Time, by James Goss. We go behind the scenes with that. Um, it's, It's released on Wednesday the 14th of May, in case you wanted to know. I will also be giving you a, a little bit more on the arc, which we've covered this week. We'll give you a, a big preview clip of that as well. So, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, all Torchwood Infidel Places is uh, in the good review guy. So, what do you reckon? 
Oh, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be wonderful, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be an absolute cracker. Uh, I'm I'm only sad that I won't be there to to witness it because I'm away <laughs> on a little family break, uh, heading up to Cornwall to see my cousin and his lovely family. Lovely. Uh, but Ian Meadows will be metaphorically sitting in my chair. We don't sit in the same chair. He's got his chair. I'm sure it's very comfortable and he'll be doing his best Terry Wogan style Uh, (laughs) but I will be back the week after in the meantime thanks for listening folks this edition of Big Finish Podcast was presented by me Benji Clifford and him Nick Briggs Nick also wrote produced and edited it and of course Benji and I did this for the the love love of stories stories. And finally on the Big Finish podcast, The War Master, Solitary Confinement, The Walls of Absence by James Goss and starring Derek Jacobi. The point of all art. Yes. Yes, yes. The point of all art is to capture something. Nearly, nearly. You're feeling better today? Yeah, I know it got away from me. I've disturbed you. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Your picture? No. You destroyed it? Yes. You ruined it. I'm sorry. Once a line is crossed, once beauty is destroyed, it cannot be repaired. Oh, doesn't matter. It does. And I'm sorry. Why, why don't you start again? What is the point of art? To capture and preserve a perfect moment for all eternity. A moment that becomes simply through being observed. Beautiful. Do you want to know a beautiful moment? If you do your drawing again, you can tell me. All right, all right, you have persuaded me. Now then, let's see. I'll draw you a sky. A perfect sky. And I'll tell you something truly beautiful. The story of how I went mad. Would. Even though it's just a model boat, the engine works. I can't think why your father gave you a boat without a working engine. All his toys were practical. Oh. Uh, it stopped. Stopped in the middle of the lake. Let's go and get it. Oh. You were hoping I would wade out and get it? At my age, you wish to kill your grandmother? I see. I see. Uh, please, allow me. I'll just kick my shoes off and roll my trousers up. Will your boat wait that long? I do hope so. One must be dignified at all times, especially when performing a daring rescue at sea. He's going to rescue the boat. He's a stranger and he's wading in. He's a stranger and an idiot. If you fall over, I'm not coming in after you. (laughs) Not to worry. And if you catch a chill... I'll thank you to sue my granddaughter, not me. But I don't have any money. You have sweets. That man has a ruthless air about him. He'll clean you out of Palmer violets. There we go. Hope rescued. No need to launch the lifeboats or... Uh, uh, for the captain... Uh, the, the captain to go down with the... Uh, his ship. Oh. <coughs> Is he all right? Give him a moment. But... Give him a moment. Are you all right? Sheriff is worried. Gran! Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm quite all right. Just wandering. There you are, my child. Your ship returns safe to harbour. Thank you. 
Now to climb elegantly. It's quite all right. Oh dear, dignity at all times. Oh dear me. Oh, you're soaked through. Well, glad it's a sunny day. Sheriff, dear, why don't you take your boat home and dry it off? But it's a boat. And I'll follow in a bit. Oh, thank you for rescuing my boat. Mm, not at all. Lovely to have met you. Sorry about your clothes. Bye. <laughs> dear child, very clever. Charming. The falling over in the pond was a bit much. Oh, was it? A trifle too endearing, I think that's the word. Uh, probably. I uh, had uh, hoped to meet you on a bench to introduce myself that way, but then I saw the boat in jeopardy. Too good an opportunity to miss. Yes, I'm afraid I've never been able to resist an SOS. Well, now, what do you want with me? Code Perger Mendrix. So, you know my name? Of course. Code Perger, I need your help. Here we are. Oh, it's, a, it's a, a beautiful painting. You think so? Yes. Hmm. I selected this gallery because we won't be disturbed here. It's the quietest bit of the museum. A chance to really appreciate the uh, art. Why do you need my help? Uh, straight to business. Of course, I mustn't presume upon your time. I'm retired. I have plenty of time to be presumed upon, which makes me even more curious. Can a code perjurer retire? A rhetorical question, since I have and I am. It's a job, not a vocation. But code purging is a service this planet offers the galaxy. One that has made us rich. Y well, yes. But the code purgers of Shift are experts at cleaning up the galaxy's code. Crawling over battle computers, organic banking, wet works, and any and all software going through code that's thousands of years old, line by line, assessing and tidying, clearing out ancient subroutines, and sweeping away accumulated errors. Yours is a role that elevates software engineering beyond archaeology and poetry. My, my. Did you practice that in the mirror? I mean it sincerely. I have no doubt. Everyone comes to shift with their problems. We're the best in the business and proud of it. And you're a neutral world. We do not discriminate. A canny decision, given the conflict that rages through the heavens above us. It suits us not to take sides in any conflict. We have a reputation. Many have petitioned us. You could build the most beautiful of course we could, but that's an old dinner party argument. Like telling a doctor to turn torturer, or a politician to, to, uh, oh, I may have had too much wine by that point in the evening to remember what a politician could do worse than they do already. One of the last mysteries of creation. We would not build weapons because that would be a betrayal of the beauty of code. We do not discriminate. Why, there are some Dalek subroutines that are breathtaking in their efficiency. Efficiency? They'd like that word. I would not insult a Dalek by praising its poetry. How wise. Which brings us to why you're here instead, since it's not to ask me to build a weapon. How firm of you. I'm not interested. You haven't heard what I want to ask you. No, we've talked for long enough about that. Tell me what you think about the painting. The one in front of us? We've been sitting looking at it for a couple of minutes. Describe it. Is this a trick? Some test? You tell me. Just say what you like about it. Uh, well, um, well, it's very red. 
and suggests in so many ways, uh, through the brushwork and the scale, that the artist is grappling with passion and their feelings for the uh, subject. Hmm. Do you like it? Do I? Well, yes. Interesting. I picked this gallery because we wouldn't be disturbed. Because this painting is awful. No one bothers with it. It's a waste of space. Oh, but I... I rather like it. Painted by the husband of the perjurer who endowed this wing. That's the only reason it's hung. I see. And what's it of? Uh... Well, I should have thought that was obvious. If it's obvious, then tell me. You have to understand, as an alien, I can't necessarily translate all of your experiences at once, but if I had to hazard a guess... A boat? An apple? A dying saint? Uh, uh, forgive me. You don't know. And now I understand why you came to see me. Pergamentric. This is highly unusual. Unusual that I should show up at all, or merely annoying that I should do so as you were planning on getting home? Well, I, I have a... retired perjurer is still allowed access to the coding labs. And I'd have thought coming in after closing time would mean a has-been like me wouldn't get in the way. Yes, well, I wouldn't put it like that. No, I'm... of course you wouldn't. You're young and exciting. So why don't you get out of here and have a young and exciting evening? I'll lock up. Yes, but you're a, a, a guest. I promise it's... to make my guest a cup of tea and tell them where the fire escape is. Go home. <sighs> of course. Good night, Pergamentrix. Good night. Was it necessary to bring me here? I'm hardly going to examine your brain on a sofa. My brain? Yes, your brain. Now sit in that chair over there. Right. Don't act surprised. I'm presuming this is why you sought me out. I'm not sure of my motivations at the moment. Would it help if I said that was the reason? Not really. No, not if we're going to get to the bottom of it. I, I'm a little baffled. Don't be. You're seeking help, maybe instinctive, like craving fruit when your blood sugar's low. You can sense something is wrong, and you are hoping that I can fix it. Dear me, the settings are wrong on this. Either the new purges are sloppy, or I was just over-precise. Oh, the old get fussy. Remember, you came to me for help. Yeah, of course. My apologies. Pets crawl away to die. One theory is that they don't want to embarrass their owners. The other one is that they're trying to hide from their pain. Aha! There we go. Let's let it warm up. What makes you think there's something wrong with me? I've seen you experience moments of blankness, aphasia, and then visual agnosia. Uh, the painting was a test. Finally, I found a use for it. There's something wrong with your brain. And now that this machine is finally with us, let's get a little closer. Will it hurt? Yes, but I doubt you'll be able to describe it. Oh, most kind. Be patient and don't fidget. We use this on banking systems. They're mostly bio-wetworks. So it's just a matter of focusing it down. You're scanning my brain like a computer? Well, I'm using the closest diagnostic tool I can think of. It can read Quicksilver code and Brownian algorithms. A human brain... Yeah, but I'm not human. I can see. Your brain... Bigger on the inside? The data flows between synapses are highly compressed. There's your design flaw. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Use a baggy compression algorithm and you have a larger, flabbier target. It can take a hit or two, but if data packets are so discreet, they're less likely to get hit. But when they do, the damage is catastrophic. I vow to think more loosely from now on. I think that's going to be inevitable, sadly. Your brain is falling apart. Oh, don't sugarcoat the bad news on my account. If you wanted bedside manner, you'd go to a medic. Instead, you came to a code purger, which is telling. 
don't squirm so. Are we nearly there yet? Just a little more. There. Oh, thank you. Do you want me to repeat the bad news? No, no, no. You've made it quite clear. You're dying. What happened to you? I was in a war. There are a lot of them about. Yeah, they're very popular at the moment. There's a very big one going on nearby. And you were fighting in it? Uh, fighting? I'm not sure, but I was caught up in it. Two armies, perfectly matched, locked in eternal conflict. Um, look up at the night sky. Yes. The stars. Any of them. Can you pinpoint it? No. I have names for the constellations, but they wouldn't translate. I mean, I look up at the stars and I can't see shapes. They're just spots of light. All those names, the scoop, the side, I can remember those, but I can't translate a cluster of dots into the shapes. I wondered if you still could. Big finish for the love of stories.